Luke 19.1. Then the Lord entered and passed through Jericho. Now behold, there was a man, Zacchaeus, who was the chief tax collector, and he was rich. Zacchaeus was trying to see who Jesus was and was unable because of the crowd, for he was small in stature. So he ran on ahead and climbed up into a sycamore tree in order to see him, for he was about to pass through that way. When Jesus came to the place, he looked up and said, Zacchaeus, hurry and come down, for today I must stay at your house. And he hurried and came down and received him gladly. When they saw it, they all began to grumble, saying, He's gone to be the guest of a man who is a sinner. Zacchaeus stopped and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I give to the poor, and if I have defrauded anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much. Verse 9, And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because he too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man has come to seek and to save that which was lost. May God bless the reading of his word. Now Brother Adel will bring us the message. Good morning. Glad to see you at church. We have had many interruptions. Not to be here, but we are thankful. God gave us the opportunity again to be together on this Sunday. And I am optimistic more to come, more to come. The story before us today is the story of a man that we learn about when we start growing up and going to Sunday school. There is, I don't think, any child who doesn't know the story of Zacchaeus. And the little song that you sing on Sunday school. I learned it when I was in Sunday school. And I said, I don't want to sound uh, monotonous, but I tried to change this subject. And last night I went, I went to be- bed, said, I'm going to speak about the love of God tomorrow. And at around 2 a.m., Sylvia woke me and I said, Why am I still thinking Zacchaeus was a little man and I'm singing it in my mind? I went back to being five, six years old. You know, know, I don't qualify for anything. But I said, maybe there's one in the congregation that needs to hear what happened to this man. And I know many people do not like to hear the story about a tax collector. When we mention taxes, everybody says, oh, okay. Uh Uh-huh. But I thought we can draw something that speaks to our heart and help us this morning. In verse 19, And uh, let me see. Then, for the Son of Man has come to seek 
and to save that which was lost. On my heart, I have a burden for souls. And I hope the Lord will speak if there's one in the congregation that feels the way this man felt and welcomed Jesus into his house and then, then got saved, accepted the Lord as his Savior. Oh, it'll be, I'll be satisfied. And the Lord will be happy and the angels in heaven will celebrate this salvation. Jesus came to change and the hearts and minds of people. And I'm going to talk today about the life changer. Jesus, the life changer. Those who are hearing me on the website, that we find and watching, and those who are here, I thank God for you all. Jesus came, as I said, to change lives. He came also to reveal the character of God. What's the major character of God? God loves the world. He loved the world that he sent his only begotten son. And also he was here on earth and is still doing it. He came to seek the lost and bring a great changes in the lives of many. When he was here on earth, as Jesus, he traveled through the land and he demonstrated concern for many lives. He went from city to city, from town to town, healing the sick, comforting and changing the lives of many. He brought Changes through his love. He came to change things. He's a life changer. He came to change things for the better. For the better. You remember when Jesus touched you, what happened to your life? Are you better off now than then? Think of that. This is why we can say, and I am definitely sure that he responded to every call and he touched these lives that they wanted him as his, their own savior and changed them completely. After all, as the subject says, he is a life changer. I have three points to discuss with you today and share. Jesus seeks the unpopular. And the second one, Jesus, when he seeks someone, he wanted to change that someone. He wanted to change that person. And finally, if he could change a man like Zacchaeus, he can change you. Jesus came to Jericho when Calvary was only one week away. When he entered Jericho, 
You know what he, who he met there. He met the blind man, Bartimaeus. That's when he entered Jericho. And this man was seeking someone to heal him. He was seeking Jesus. He heard about him. This is why when he knew he was entering town, the town of Jericho, what happened? He started, he started shouting, Jesus, son of David. He knew about Jesus, the son of David. He started, Jesus, son of David, please have mercy on me. Jesus stopped. This is why, because he came to change lives. He came to change lives. He stopped and with a very simple, simple question. Jesus knew what he wanted, but he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? And this morning, as we are seated in our chairs, Sunday morning, in church, he's asking you, same question, what do you want me to do for you? What do you need? But he knew that man was blind. And he came to heal and changed lives, to give eyesight to the blind. He said, what do you, sir, give me my eyesight. What did Jesus do? He said, you got it. And he healed That's what Jesus is waiting to hear from you. What do you need? To quote his words in Luke 18, 41. What do you want me to do for you? It's there in the book, in the Bible. And so he's asking you today, what do you want me to do for you? You answer this. You answer it. And that's why the Lord brought you to church today. If Jesus is not yet in your life, this is the question, and you have an answer to answer him. Oh, Jesus, help me. Yes, there's very, very important answer. If you have taken Jesus Christ as your Savior, You're safe. And if not, please ask him. As we see Zacchaeus, Zacchaeus, he asked him into his life. Come into my life and change old Zacchaeus and make a new man out of me. It's interesting. As I said, that the Lord came to our land to seek the unpopular. Do you think Zacchaeus was popular? Who knocks on the door, taxes? He was not. He was hated because he was not a straightforward man. And it's interesting to note that he 
the Lord Jesus Christ demonstrated deep concern for a man who was hated and despised by the people of the city. The whole city despised him. He's a tax man. And only not a tax man. He was fraudulent. He has a reputation that he's not, at least we can say, straightforward. Despised completely. Instead of the Lord seeking popular applause, our Lord sought out the most hated man in the city. He doesn't, he could have, he could have gone somewhere else. And this man, no, no, notice with me, knew he was following the story of Jesus. He knew he was passing by, by this kind of road where there's a, a, a tree there, sycamore tree, and he went and he said, I want to see him. What thirst. Huh? What thirst. Though he was fraudulent, he was the most hated in town, he, he didn't do anything by the book. Thief. And he, what, he, he amassed a big, big sum, a large sum of money. And his life was totally a life that is untruthful. And he was hatred all over. The Lord saw him and he addressed him personally. And thank God that we have a God. He knows where we go. He knows where we hide. We cannot hide from Christ. He knows what you're going to do tomorrow and the day after. He knows your life. Maybe you can hide things that you make no one knows about them. No one knows about the man next to who you are. Sometimes we hide things from our household, you know, wife and husbands. But there's one who always knows what you do where you are, what are your intentions. And he was walking down there, but the Lord, Lord knew who was in the sycamore tree. Zacchaeus, come down. You know what? Zacchaeus obliged. For the Son of Man, as we read, he came to seek and save. God came to seek. That's God incarnated in the form of man, Jesus Christ, to seek and follow you and bring you to know him and take him as Savior. As we stated, there was nothing in this man to love. He was hated by society. You agree with me? Okay. Being a tax collector for the Roman authority, he was a cheater, fraudulent, 
name him despised with an ugly personality. And then, Lord, question to the Lord, why the invitation to this man? Couldn't you seek a cleaner personality, a better man than him? No, as we said, he came for the unpopular people. He came for people who are down, hatred, rejected. And didn't he follow many of those? And why? Why the Lord you give attention to such a man? Well, remember, as we said, the cause. Remember God's personality. For God so what? Loved the world. Love. Love is the basis of all things. The Lord came to love all people. From all nations. From... uh, Every nation in the world, regardless of color, creed, religion, or anything. You know, man created the differences amongst people. It's not people. Man, it's not the Lord. Excuse me. It's not the Lord. It's man. And I heard once a three, four... uh, Believers talking, he says, what denomination are you? One would say Baptist, one would say Catholic, and so on and so forth. Who created this? When God created us, regardless of color or creed, of religion, of anything, he created, created us human beings. And man created all these denominations. By the way, I don't believe in them. You have to know my stand. I believe Jesus came to save you, change your life, and make you a true Christian person. When we started the church, long time, when we started the church, I said, I'd love to have as many nationalities in the church as possible. Because... I have to tell you why. Because I am going to spend eternity with them in heaven, and they must be all from all nationalities. He created human beings, regardless. You know one thing? God does not avoid people whose lives are Unlovely. Many would would befriend, oh, he's such a lovely, she's such a lovely person. They they get closer and they want to make friends. God does not look at this. Look, this is a soul. I love this soul, regardless what they think, and I want to save that soul and change that soul. After all, as we said at the very beginning, he is a life changer. He's seeking you this morning. He wants you. 
if you don't know him yet as Savior. He wants you this morning. And he is seeking you and asking you, come, Zacchaeus, come down. Oh, he knew I was between the branches hiding. Come. And he issued a self-invitation to Zacchaeus' house. I am going to your house. And today do you hear his voice? I want your heart. I want you. You have a tough life. I came to change it. If you're suffering from a, the results of sin, he wants to change that. He wants to carry your sins. After all, he went to the cross, carrying all your sins. And here's, I am offering you, I'm offering you my salvation. Let's make, a, let's make an exchange. While he was on the cross, dying to pay for all our sins, he said, just put them on me. And this is what he did. Because he's seeking the unpopular, and that's what he did with Zacchaeus. At home with Zacchaeus, as we say sometimes in the business world, there was Zacchaeus, let's have a come to Jesus meeting. Let's have a come to, they have, they had a come to Jesus meeting. And there the result of it was a change, a life-changing Christ. Though he was rich, he made the money illegally. You know, you know how people do nowadays, not all of them. This man who was sitting before Jesus and Jesus started, started naming sin by sin a big list. He said, oh, Zacchaeus, you place money above patriotism. Money was his God. Is it? He had put riches above his religion. He did not care for approval by the people as long as his treasury was getting fatter every day. He was selfish, materialistic. Though his stomach was satisfied, but his heart was thirsty. This is why you find him on the sycamore tree. He was looking for Jesus. He said, I am not going to stay home. I am going to look at him. 
And I tell you one thing, because of the crowd, the Bible says, and he was a small man, because of the crowd, he climbed the tree there. I want to have a clear view of this Jesus. May the Lord, and seating at home, seating in your chair, gives you a clear view of Jesus Christ today. He loves you. He did not create you or me. He did not create us to be burned in hell. No. He created us to be with him now and for eternity. And he said, the Bible says, my delight is with the sons of men. He wants to spend eternity with you. Why do you choose not to? The one-on-one meeting, a come-to-Jesus meeting happened with positive steps. I don't want to leave it here. We can only speculate concerning things in our life, and we hope we succeed. You do you do some, such a thing, we don't know, we have to wait, and so on. No. When Jesus deals with you, especially with your sins, there is no perhaps, there is no maybe. There's a definite step, a positive step. He is coming, and he came to take away your sins and exchange it for joy and happiness. Okay, Mr. Zacchaeus, what do you say? Look at the results in verse 8. Zacchaeus, as if he discovered something, he stopped, stood up, and said to the Lord, Behold, Lord, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. What? Zacchaeus? In other words, and he, he continues, says, and if I defrauded, he did. Anyone of anything, I will give back four times as much because this is was the law, and you will find it in Leviticus. I will pay back four times. Suddenly, he remembered. He remembered the word. His eyes started seeing. It's no more clouded. Lord, I have a new heart. I take you as my Savior. I will give back four times. And immediately after this one-on-one meeting together, look at verse 9, what God said. Today, today, not next week. I'll see whether I can forgive you. Today, salvation has come to this house. Why? Because he too is the son of Abraham. It's a change of heart, then a change of attitude. It follows with action. And Christianity is not 
Yes, you confess the Lord while you are in church and, oh yeah, the message spoke to me, I'll be okay. It's a change of attitude. You have to put what you said to the Lord into practice. God wants you. God came for you. God came to save you. And God is coming again to take you to be with him in heaven. And it's, he's coming. What we see from what's happening around us, I don't know if he's going to delay it anymore. Right? We pray that he will come tonight. He'll come now. Are you ready? And I tell you one thing, I have good news for you. God can change you. Don't think that God gave up on you. God, I spoke about two months ago, God will never give up on us. Regardless, excuse the English, how rotten we are. God will not give up on you. If you look at it, I, I know I have a bad, bad personality. God will change it. He is a life changer. I spoke three, four years ago. I watched it. He is a mountain mover. That's why he wants to move your sins away. God is a life changer. He can change you. Don't close the door on yourself. Don't say there is no hope anymore. My sins are too many. Well, excuse me. Was a, was a thief, a thief on the cross. And impossible to save. When he took the Lord as his Lord and Savior. What, what did the Lord say on that cross? Today you shall be with me. Where? In paradise. I hate to say, hell is not for you. Heaven was made for those who hear his voice, like Mr. Zacchaeus, took him as Savior. And we are going to see him in heaven. Because Jesus pronounced him saved. Today, salvation came to this house. And today, salvation will come to your house. Would you take him as Savior? As I said before, God did not create you to be burned in hell. God created you to be with him in paradise. I read this story, and I'll end up with it. A pastor visited a man in a pottery district who in his younger days had been an infidel. Name it, he did it. The visitor gazed upon two magnificent vases, am I pronouncing vases? Okay. Contained in a glass case. What lovely vases, he remarked. I suppose they are valuable the visitor. Yes, was the reply. But how much 
would you sell them for? With a shake of the head, the man turned to the pastor. All the money in the world wouldn't tempt me to part with either of them. That was the answer. Years ago, sir, I was a drunkard, a gambler, an infidel, one who sold his soul to the devil. One day I was persuaded to attend a revival meeting. I did so, and on going home, I passed by a rubbish heap. I saw there's a piece of clay. Evidently, someone has thrown it away as being useless. I picked it up, took it home, kneaded it, and molded it. He was a potter. Then I went to the wheel, and out of that worthless piece of clay, I made those two vases, vases. I thought to myself that if I could do such a thing as that, then God could do so with me. And thereafter, I placed myself into his hands, and he has made me a new man. Christ will change your life if you welcome him in your heart and place yourself into his hands, and you'll become a new man if anyone is in Christ. You will become a new creature. And all things that are haunting you now, bothering you now, all things will pass away. And behold, everything comes new. Let's bow our heads for prayers. Just review your life. If you if you're saved, enjoy it and consecrate yourself to him more. If not, say, Lord Jesus, like this man, I take you as my Savior. Change me and make me a new man. In Jesus, in his name, I pray. Lord, we lift up this meeting and each and everyone here today Thank you for your word. And we pray that through the Holy Spirit, you speak to each and every heart. And we go home, not empty-handed, but our hearts will be full. Full of you first. And thanking you and praising your name for being a loving and wonderful Savior. In his name we ask and pray. Amen. The meeting is over. <clears throat> May God bless you, be with you, and continue his work in our lives. May God be with you.